0: Good day, all. Welcome to another season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, your one and only Dr. Kamla Dee, here to teach you Bible truth, to help you grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace by teaching Bible truth. Not my truth, Bible truth. Here we read scriptures that contain God's word. Remember to pray and ask God for understanding. Put your learning hats on, get your Bibles, invite family and friends, take notes, and let's learn Bible truth. Good day, Saints. Today is January the 2nd of the year, 2023. Happy New Year. I am your host, founder, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. And I hope this day finds you and your family well. And for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, may God bless you. May God keep you. And I hope you are blessed by this message today. Now, I know some of you may be saying, I thought you were supposed to record on New Year's Day. I was. But if you can recall, I also said, That if I am extremely tired or exhausted, I will not record. And yes, I was extremely tired. I was exhausted, so I chose not to record. And today, I will be sharing episode four of A Faith That Surpasses All Understanding. I am teaching from the NIV today, the New International Version. And I need you to go to Judges. Yes, Judges chapter four. Now, for the sake of time, you can pause the tape and when you find Judges chapter four, you can resume and we will be on the same page. (laughs) Okay. I am reading verse one of Judges chapter four. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Now that Ehud was dead, So the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, king of Canaan. Now, Jabin may not be a king, uh, my studies show, it may be a position. Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor, Sisera, the commander of his army, was based in Herosheth, Hegoriam. Now, you guys know that these words are challenging, honey. Back in the day, Uh, Verse three, because he had 900 chariots fitted with iron and had cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years, they cried to the Lord for help. Now you guys know every time the Israelites involved themselves with apostasy, meaning turning their backs on the true and living God, God, once they, they were oppressed for so long and they cried out to the Lord, the God of Israel, he always raised up someone to help them. God always raised up another prophet to be their deliverer. Now I can tell you this, when you turn your back on God, and and look, the children of Israel is not symbolic to Christians today. What happened back then happened back then. It has nothing to do with us today. I know you constantly hear leaders and, and ministers and pastors and teachers and bishops always refer to the Old Testament. Well, guess what? A lot of the principles in the Old Testament doesn't apply to us today. This is why I have this ministry, Learning Bible Truth. It doesn't apply to us today. That's why these principles don't work in your life. So whenever they turned their backs on God, God turned his backs on them. And they had been oppressed for what, 20 years? And then they decided they needed to call out to the true and living God, their God, the God of Israel. That's the God I serve, the God who came in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And guess what God did? Verse four says, now Deborah, a prophet, Deborah is a female, okay? One of the great prophets of the Old Testament. And not only that, she was the fourth judge of Israel. A prophetess is a female prophet, but you can also call them a prophet because a prophet is a prophet is a prophet, okay? Now Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lapdot." was leading Israel at the time. Deborah was chosen by God to be the leader of Israel, to deliver them out of oppression again, because they had turned their backs on the living God again. And when they turned their backs, I know I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. When they turned their backs on God, he turned his back on them. Yes, he did. But when they cried out and asked the Lord to intervene, he did. Why? Because the promise that God made to their fathers, their ancestors, their forefathers, God promised them, Isaac, Jacob, Abraham, Joseph. Yeah. He promised, he made promises to them about their seeds, that he would always be there for them. He will always deliver them. And God doesn't go back on his promises. No, he does not. Now, um, verse five, she held court under the palm of Deborah between Roma and Bethel. Now, Roma was known as a pagan worship place and Bethel was known as the house of the true and living God, the house of the God of Israel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. She sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, from Kadesh in Naphtali and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go take with you ten thousand men of Naphtali, or Nephtali, and Zebulun, and lead them up to Mount Tabor. I will lead Sisera, or Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River and give him into your hands. Now, this is Deborah, a female prophet whom God chose to be the deliverer of Israel during this time. And as a matter of fact, just for informational purposes, educational purposes, um, there were five other female prophets. One of them was Miriam, Miriam was also a prophet. You can read about her in Exodus fifteen twenty, and Huldah in Second Kings twenty two fourteen. Naodiah was also a prophet back in Nehemiah chapter six verse fourteen, and of course Anna back in Luke two thirty six. You can also read uh, in Acts twenty one nine. God used women all throughout the Bible to minister and share the word of God. He spoke through prophets. And if if it was a female prophet, that means he spoke through her as well. God stopped speaking to the children of Israel back in the Moses days. Uh Uh-huh. They didn't like the sound of God's voice. It was too thunderous for them and and it frightened them. And and they they said they no longer wanted God talking to them. And guess what? So God stopped, stopped talking to them and started speaking through his chosen prophets. Now let's continue this verse seven. Again, I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon river and give him into your hands. Verse eight, Barak said to her, now listen to this. This is a male leader in God's army is in the Israeli army. Barak said to her, if you go with me, he said to her, not him, her, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go, my Lord. Verse nine says, certainly I will go with you. This is Deborah talking. Certainly I will go with you, said Deborah. But because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours. For the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. There Barak summoned Zebulun and Naphtali and 10,000 men went up under his command. Deborah also went with them. Now, mind you, they are going off of the word of Deborah, the prophet whom God had chosen to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Canaanites back then. Okay. He chose a female. Now there's this age old argument about why God chose a female when he had been using males to deliver the children of Israel. There's no argument. The word is the word. And see men, because you misunderstand a scripture, you want to go through the entire Bible and say, uh, God didn't choose women to preach. God didn't choose, uh, women to speak over men." man. Well, God is no respecter of persons and he has Deborah, Deborah, a female prophet leading the children of Israel out of the hands of their enemies this time. So, uh, wait, hold up. Let me replace the word leading, not just leading, but delivering them out of the hands of their enemies. Her name is Deborah, a well-known prophet. Books are written about Deborah. I have them. Hallelujah. 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 Verse 10 again, there Barak summoned Zebulun and Nephtali, and 10,000 men went up, went up under his command. Deborah also went up with him. Now, women, because they were a weaker sex physically, was not typically in or on the battlefield, especially a female prophet on the battlefield with the men. But remember, he said he wasn't going up without her. So she went. Now Heber, verse 11, Heber, the Kenite, had left the other Kenites, the descendants of Habab, Moses' brother-in-law, and pitched his tent by the great tree in Zaananim near Kadesh. Now when they saw Sisera that Barak, son of Abinoam had gone up to Mount Tabor, Cicera summoned from Hirosheth, Hagorim, to the Kishon river, all his men and his 900 chariots fitted with iron. Verse 14, then Deborah said to Barak, go. This is why he needed her to keep pushing him because she is the one that had the faith that surpasses all understanding. The leader of the army did not. She said, go. This is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? So Barak went down Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. Verse 15 says, at Barak's advance, the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and army by the sword. And Sisera got down from his chariot and fled on foot. Now Sisera, I I probably mentioned this before we started. He was the, the leader of the Canaanites. Yeah. And he got down off of his chariots and ran. And verse 16 says, Barak pursued the chariots and army as far as Hirosheth and Hagoriam. And all Sisera's troops fell by the sword. Not a man was left. Verse 17, "Sisera meanwhile fled on foot to the tent of Jael. Now you guys better pay close attention here. Jael, I want you to remember when the prophet Deborah said that because you are taking this course, the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. Okay, here, here we go. Fled on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, because there was an alliance between Jabin king of Hazar and the family of Heber the Kenite. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, "Come, my lord. Come right in." Now, women called certain men their lord back in the day because they were in leadership. Anyone who, any male figure that was in a leadership role, was was referred to as my lord. Come, my lord. Come right in. Don't be afraid. So he entered her tent and she covered him with a blanket. Now, let me say this. Jael was not a Jew. Uh uh-uh, She was a non-Jew. Verse 19, I'm thirsty. He said, please give me some water. She opened a skin of milk, gave him a drink and covered him up. Now a skin of milk, milk was a sign of hospitality back in those days. He asked for water, she gave him a skin of milk. Verse 20, stand in the doorway of the tent, he's telling her. He told her, if someone comes by and asks you, is anyone in there? Say no. But Jael, Heber's wife, picked up a tent peg and a hammer and went quietly to him while he lay fast asleep. He was exhausted. She drove the peg and, Threw his temple into the ground and he died. And God made sure a woman took out this leader. He did not give him into the hands of the males in the army or the leader in the army. He gave them or gave this great warrior who was the leader of the Canaanites at that time into the hands of a woman, a woman, a female killed him. Okay, you tell me God don't use females. Yes, he does. That's why I speak boldly when I talk about the word of God. Verse 22, just then Barak came by in pursuit of Sisera and Jael went out to meet him. Come, she said, I will show you the man you're looking for. So he went in with her and there lay Sisera with the tent peg through his temple, dead. On that day, God subdued Jabin king of Canaan before the Israelites and the hand of the Israelites pressed harder and harder against Jabin king of Canaan until they destroyed him. How did they defeat him? Because God was on their side. Israel never won a battle without God on their side. Every time they turn their backs on God, God raised up somebody with great faith, a faith that surpasses all understanding to deliver his message and to encourage them to do what God says do so that they can win the war. In this case, she said it. You heard what the prophet Deborah said. She said, isn't God going before you? I'm paraphrasing here. Didn't God go before you? No. So why are you hesitating? Why are you dragging your feet? God is going before you. That's the type of faith you have to have. Now for her to go with them, knowing what was going to take place, that there were going to be casualties of war, she had no fear. No fear at all. And remember, God chose a woman. It doesn't matter what you hear some male try to explain why you can't get into the mind of God. Lean not on your own understanding. Absolutely. Why God chose a woman this time. Let me tell y'all some of the arguments I've heard. Uh, Because um, the men weren't listening to God. Well, where is that scripture? None of Israel was listening to God, including the women. They were following their husbands. But he raised up Deborah. And she wasn't the only female prophet back then. who who spoke on behalf of God. If God is going to use anyone, it doesn't matter if you are male or female and there is no other sex. There's no third one. Now, the world may have created a, a third or a fourth, but there is only male and female. Whomever God chooses to work and speak on his behalf, you better believe he is going to equip them and they will have a great faith to follow it. Now, we are going to go into chapter 5. Now, chapter 5 is known as the Song of Deborah. These are praises that Deborah was given to the Almighty God, the God who is the Most High God, the true and living God, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who came in the person, the flesh of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh huh. After every battle or every victory over their oppressors, you have to praise God. And Deborah led this praise. She says, beginning at verse one, on that day, Deborah and Barak, son of Abinoam, sang this song. When the princes in Israel take the lead, when the people willingly offer themselves, praise the Lord. Hear this you kings, listen, you rulers. I, even I, will sing to the Lord. I will praise the Lord, the God of Israel, in song. Verse four, when you, Lord, went out from Seir, when you marched from the land of Edom, the earth shook, the heavens poured, the clouds poured down water. It was a great storm, which is one of the reasons Israel won the war. The mountains quaked, before the Lord, the one of Sinai, before the Lord, the God of Israel. Verse six, in the days of Shamgar, son of Enath, in the days of Jael, the highways were abandoned. Travelers took to went to winding paths. Villagers in Israel would not fight. They held back until I Deborah, I Deborah, arose until I arose, a mother in Israel. God chose new leaders when war came to the city gates, but not a shield or spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. My heart is with Israel's princes, with the willing volunteers among the people. Praise the Lord. Now, Shamar, now when, when Deborah is talking about highways were abandoned, it was because of enemy garrisons and, 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 uh, my raiding bands and, and the roads were unsafe. So they had no children playing and people were not just going about everyday life because the roads were not safe and not a shield or spear was seen because Israel had made peace with the native Canaanites at that time. And Canaanites were enemies of God. They were pagan worshipers. And it also could be because the Israelites had been disarmed. You can read about that because uh, I'm not just throwing this out there because this may have been spoken of in first Samuel chapter 13, beginning at verse 19. So uh, verse eight, God chose new leaders. When war came to the city gates, but not a shield or spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. My heart is with Israel's princes, Deborah is saying, with the willing volunteers among the people. Praise the Lord. Verse 10 says, you who ride on white donkeys, sitting on your saddle, your saddle blankets, and you who walk along the road, consider, the voice of the singers at the watering places. They recite the victories of the Lord, the victories of his villagers in Israel. Now on the side of the road, when we talking about uh, white donkeys and um, this could be an allusion to the nobles and, and, and the wealthy, could be, could be. And the voice of singers. The leaders are in, encouraged by the songs of, of, of the mistrels at, at the watering places, songs that rehearse the, the past heroic achievements of the Lord and his warriors. If you notice, she is singing about past achievements and past victories of the leaders of Israel. Um, then the people of the Lord, and this is the latter part of verse 11, then the people of the Lord went down to the city gates. Verse 12 says, wake up, wake up, Deborah, wake up, wake up, break out in song, arise, Barak. She's encouraging them to praise the Lord for this victory. It's taken a woman to do this. Take captives, your captives, son of Abinoam. Verse 13, the remnant of the nobles came down. The people of the Lord came down to me against the mighty. Verse 14 says, some came from Ephraim, whose roots were in Amalek. Benjamin was with the people who followed you. From Makur, captains came down. From Zebulun, those who bear, a commander's staff. The princes of Issachar were with Deborah. Yes, Issachar was with Barak. Some Amalekites apparently once lived in the hill country of Ephraim, talking about Makur, the firstborn uh, son of Manasseh. Verse 15 again, the princes of Issachar were with Deborah. Yes, Issachar was with Barak, sent under his command into the valley. In the districts of Reuben, there was much searching of heart, why did you stay among the sheep pens to hear the whistling for the flocks in the districts of Reuben? There was much searching of heart. Gilead stayed beyond the Jordan, and Dan, why did he linger by the ships? Asher remained on the coast and stayed in his coves. The people of Zebulun risked their very lives, so did Naphtali, on the terrace fields. Verse 19 says, kings came, they fought. The kings of Canaan fought at Tanak, by the waters of Migadu. They took no plunder of silver. Verse 20 says, from the heavens, the stars fought. From their courses, they fought against Sisera. Now this is talking about weather. When God sent, when they said from the heavens, we're talking about storms, uh, massive rainfall, which helped Israel win the battle. Verse 21 says, the river Kishon swept them away. Yes, the river swept them away. The river Kishon swept them away. The age old river, the river Kishon. Remember, this is a song. March on, my soul be strong. Then thundered the horses, hooves, galloping, galloping, go his mighty steeds. Verse 23 says, curse Miraz, said the angel of the Lord curse its people bitterly because they did not come to help the Lord, to help the Lord against the mighty. Most blessed of women be Jael among uh, Deborah. Jael was most blessed of women. The wife of Heber, the Kenite, most blessed of tent dwelling women. And you see, the fact that she let this man in, he already showed disrespect because back then the only man that can go into a female tent was her husband, but she allowed him to come in. She showed hospitality by giving him skin milk, but she, her intentions were to kill him peacefully. She waited until he lay down. He was exhausted. He went to sleep and she drove that tent peg right through his temple through to the ground and killed him. Verse 25, he asked for water and she gave him milk. Mm -hmm. In a bowl fit for nobles, she brought him curdled milk. Verse 26 says, her hand reached for the tent peg, her right hand for the workman's hammer. She struck Sisera. She crushed his head. She shattered and pierced his temple. At her feet, he sank he fell. There he lay at her feet, he sank, he fell. Where he sank, there he fell dead. Now I know this may sound like a contradiction because we already read in chapter four that he was asleep when she drove that tent peg. So I think the song is trying to give the listeners a visual of how she killed him because he didn't sink. The visual to me is looking like, according to these words, is that She drove a a tent peg in his temple while he was standing, but that's not true. We already read in chapter four, he was already asleep. So this is symbolic. Okay. This is why you need teachers. This is symbolic. So verse 27, again, at her feet, he sank. He fell. There he lay at her feet. He sank. He fell where he sank. There he fell dead through the window. Peered Sisera's mother. Now this kind of sad here, but Hey, Everyone came through uh, to this earth through a female, through a woman. I don't know the heart of his mother. I don't know if she was evil. I just know that her son was against Israel. Okay. Uh, At that time, Israel was God's people. Today, everybody who believe on the Lord Christ is is God's people, including some uh, promises that God still hasn't fulfilled with the children of Israel Um, They are still God's chosen people, but those in Christ are God's chosen people today. Verse 28, through the window peered Sisera's mother. Behind the lettuce she cried out, why is his chariot so long in coming? Why is the clatter of his chariots delayed? She was waiting on her son to come back from war because they had always been victorious over the past 20 years because God wasn't with Israel. Verse 29, the wisest of her ladies answer her. Indeed, she keeps saying to herself, are they not finding and dividing the spoils? She thought they were coming back with the goods. Cause that's what the spoils are, the goods from war. Mm-hmm. Well, you take the opponent's goods. A woman or two for each man, colorful garments as plunder for Cicero. Sis, for colorful garments embroidered, highly embroidered garments for my neck. All this as plunder, but her son never came. Her son never, never returned to her with the plunder, with the goods from Israel because he had been defeated by a woman. Verse 31 says, so may all your enemies perish, Lord. This is Deborah, Uh the female prophet who delivered Israel out of the hands of the Canaanites. So may all your enemies perish, Lord but may all who love you be like the sun when it rises in its strength. Then the land had peace for 40 years. Now, Deborah's song ends with a prayer that the present victory would be the pattern for all future battles against the Lord's enemies. And uh, Numbers 1035 talks about it. Psalm, King David talks about it in uh, Psalm 68, verse one and two. And when she said your enemies, all who love you, the two basic attitudes of people toward the Lord as, as, as Lord of the covenant and Royal head of his people, Israel, he demanded their love. You can read about that in Exodus 20 verse six, just as Kings in the ancient near uh, East demanded the love of their subjects. 40 years. I'm talking 40 years a conventional number of years for a generation. The Israelites were in peace. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, Deborah, a woman, a female prophet who had faith that surpasses all understanding led Israel from their captors to victory. Because the Lord spoke to her, and somebody say, well, I didn't hear what the Lord spoke to her, well, you know what? why is she in the Bible as as being the leader? and everything she said would happen happened. See that's what prophets do. they tell they talk to you about future events, and then uh that which the prophet says, if it comes to pass, it came from God, but that which the prophet had not said. That prophet spoke it presumptuously and you do not have to be afraid of him because that didn't come from God. Everything Deborah said manifested itself. Yes, it did. And you see what Barak did. Barak wouldn't go nowhere without her. Because if you look, I think there are some scriptures missing as it relates to Deborah. Because it talks about her being the person that Israel went to or the people of Israel went to, to settle their disputes. So she was already in place. Mm-hmm. It, uh, if you look at how God chose Joshua, it speaks about how he chose Joshua. And Gideon goes over into chapter six, how God, uh, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Again, as it relates to apostasy, they, they turned their backs on God again. And they went over and started worshiping, um, idol gods and, and got into pagan worship again with these pagan worshiper, these non Jews. And then God raised up Gideon because they called out again, once again for the Lord to help them. And he never turned his back on them when they called, called out for the Lord. And see, we have the tendency to say that things that happened to the children of Israel back then is symbolic for us today. God will never turn his back on us. He will always come to our rescue. That's not true. He had made a promise to their forefathers. And I said this already, their forefathers, that he would never turn his back on on their descendants. And and he didn't. He turned his back on them until they called out for his help. But If they had stuck with God, the true and living God, and stopped getting involved in pagan worship, God would never have turned his back on Israel, and they would never have been held captive by seven or eight different nations. Never. They would never have been defeated in war. At one time, the Philistines, when we know that uh, King David led them to victory over the Philistines. But we also know for those of you who know that story, you, you have read first and second Samuel in its entirety that the Philistines also beat the children of Israel in war. They had victory because the children of Israel had turned their backs on God and God, when, when, uh, the Philistines went up to fight them, God turned his back on them. He wasn't with the Philistines. Uh-uh. He just wasn't with Israel. And because he wasn't with them, they lost the war. Because physically, they couldn't beat the the, the the their opponents. They couldn't beat them. But Israel, no matter how small their army, their army was, they always had the victory in the Lord. And like with Gideon, Gideon went up with 300 men. I chose not to uh, read chapter six and seven because I wanted you guys to focus on Deborah. But in chapter six, the children did evil in the sight of the Lord again. They turned their backs on him. Then after a certain amount of years, they cried out to the Lord and and the Lord rescued them again. He chose Gideon. Gideon um, was a mighty man of valor. He was a mighty man of courage, but he also needed proof that it was God speaking to him. So he had a little wavering faith and God gave him some leeway because Gideon was already amongst the people. And he needed God to do uh, a couple of things for him so that he can confirm that it was the real, true and living God talking to him because only the God of Israel was able to, sh- to perform miracles. Uh huh. That's the God who healed me by his stripes. I was healed. And because of my faith. Remember, you guys, we're talking about a faith that surpasses all understanding. We are still going to be in the Old Testament next weekend as we move into episode six of A Faith That Surpasses All Understanding. And after episode six, we are going to move in the New Testament and talk about um, New Testament faith heroes that had a faith that surpassed even my understanding. So saints, until next time, happy new year again. Share this episode. Um, i appreciate it if uh you guys saw a seed in it in, in the ministry. I know I am being played in 17 different countries, but I want to go further than that. We have more than 17 different countries. I stopped sponsoring um out of my own pocket because it was uh beginning to be too much for me. But look, so a seed. Uh you will hear information after I say. Peace out. Y'all know my famous words at the end of all my sermons. Peace out on how you can sow a seed and, and how you can uh, contact me and a- ask questions. Now, if depending on which podcast you are listening to, if it's Spotify, there is a section you can click to ask me a question and and I'll get it. And I will respond right on the um the Spotify podcast. But you can also email me. Yes, you can. Everyone who has emailed me can tell you if you know them, can tell you, I do respond. And saints, let me tell you something. My prayer is that God opens your mind to give you understanding of his word because his word never returns to him void and that he open your heart to receive the truth. That is my prayer for you. My prayer for your family is that they are healed, that they are provided for, And that may God deliver them from anything that the devil is using to oppress them. Because that's the same prayer I pray for myself. Absolutely. I pray for my family. I pray for your family. You pray for me. I pray for you. And guess what? We are all be prayed for. So with that said, saints, you guys know what I'm about to say. Peace out. I hope you were blessed by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this particular episode or any previous episodes, please send your comments or questions to talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. And if you would like to support this podcast financially, because it has been a blessing to you. Go to one of my five podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Radio Public, and contribute an amount of your choice. Or you can send your seed to me via Cash App, dollar sign, Dr. Kamala D. That's dollar sign, capital D, lowercase R, capital C, lowercase A-M-A-L-E, capital D. Anything you choose to send will be greatly appreciated. Now, until next time, saints, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D, rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. Thank you for tuning in and I hope to see you next time.